in the market for affordable home improvement products, Eubin Building Supplies carries those high-quality building materials you need. Whether you're a homeowner, DIY handyman, landlord, or contracting company, their store in Dyke, Iowa has everything you need to get the job done right the first time. Their in-store builder showroom is designed to make the selection process easy. View samples, discuss options, and then take a few samples back to your home or office for consideration. Eubin Building Supplies is dedicated to getting the job done right, and their friendly experts will help you find exactly what you need to fit your lifestyle, home decor, and budget. Go and visit their Dyke showroom at 635 Main Street, or call 319-989-2222 to see, touch, and feel the latest styles. What is up, Wolverines? My name is Tad Brace, joined by my co-host Travis Keywood over here. What's going on, Travis? Well, I'm just being a little unprofessional here. If you heard at the beginning of the song there, if you hear somebody thudding, it's... I thought you were beatboxing over there, just like... <laughs> it's, it's my headset running into the microphone. Yeah, I don't I'm know. not sure I... what I was trying to do. I think, I don't, I honestly don't know. Well, he is DJ Scribble, so I just assumed you were up yeah. to something. I, I, I do uh, beatbox. Well, give us a little. Do you want to hear? I do. I do want to hear a little beatbox. Okay. I got. This is. We'll see how. It's okay. I hope I'm blowing okay. out. <laughs> I felt like I was. I felt like I was at a concert. Yeah. Like at a light show. Things are going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I work on that when I drive the bus. Very good. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, it, it, it hurts the... I don't know how those people actually really do it. They must drink a lot of tea Because I, I am in, I'm in somewhat um, discomfort right now just by doing that for a few seconds. But <laughs> the people that really like get after it... That's just indigestion that yeah. you're feeling. I do think that's amazing. Have you ever listened to those people? I know how they don't... Like their when like they, throats don't hurt. Yeah, I mean, but the ones that can do it, they're really good. Yeah. The, and there are some really fantastic ones, <laughs> right, honestly. right. Yeah. Sometimes I almost think they're cheating, like, you know, like it's Millie Vanilli kind of thing where, because, you know, they got their mouth right on the microphone, you don't really see much movement. Right. Is somebody in the back with a cassette tape. Sometimes I wish play. I was talented. <laughs> I know, just in something. I You know, I, it's crazy, but I, there are so many cool things that I, I look out and I'm, I'm like... How do these people do this? I know. I, there was a commercial the other day where people just in the middle of like a train station started dancing in unison. And right. what's that called when they do that? Flash uh, dance? Flash dance. No. Flash mob. Flash mob. Yeah. I was like, geez. And yeah. I know it wasn't a commercial, but they do that in real life places yeah. too. So well, I watched something uh, tonight on uh, Facebook and I was just scrolling through and it, it was a subway and it was uh, a guy with a drum set kind of, but it was around his neck. And then another guy with this huge saxophone. I'm guessing maybe a tenor saxophone. And they were legit. Like, it wasn't an 11er saxophone? No. 12er? No. Okay. I think it was a tenor. Oh. Yeah. But they were legit. I mean, what would... 
Well, maybe we'll wait. What we, if you could have do like some type of just really good talent, like be a, a top notch? I do acting. acting? Are, are you talking like vocals? Well, yeah, I mean, like a- acting is hard to do. I mean, you're not just going to roll into a right, you know, a uh, a bar and and do karaoke. You know what I mean? Like going to a bar and do karaoke and blow everybody away. You know. Um, so you're just talking like a general talent, that, and not that you're prof- like yeah. professional. Yeah, you know, yeah, not professional, oh, but okay. just something that you're better than a lot of other people. All right. Oh God, that's a good you know, question. I know. I'm, maybe I'm, we'll say. Let's maybe say. That maybe could be a random. That could be a random question. Maybe yeah. we'll save that. Actually, I was going to ask the audience here tonight too. Send us some random question ideas. You know, it. Honest to God, that's the hardest part it right is now hard. is coming yeah. up with random questions. And Tad, uh, Tad comes up with a lot of them now because I. I have to get all mine from the websites, and I've used them all the good ones. I I, I don't have the imagination. Well, I think um, these websites have. copy each other. I, I think they do too. But yeah. I think you have you have amazing yeah, uh, random questions, and you would think I would think that I have two hours on a bus, I could come up with something. But my I don't really have questions. I just have more um, uh, statements. Yeah. Like well, stuff that drives me nuts. I like, like if we want to do that, I'm all over that. I, I love to thank my sixth graders because they give me all these, I'll read things in their papers or things like this. And <laughs> That's I'm like, good. Okay, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal this little tidbit and I'm going to add it here and right. there. And yeah, they help me. Yeah, you do a good job with, with uh, the random questions, though. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. But yeah, we do have to remember, what was it again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh if, uh, you could, if you could be a, like a, a stud at something. Right. A, a stud at a uh, norm, not a normal, a common thing. Yeah. It wouldn't be a, a nothing professional. It would just be like your yeah. side right. hobby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've, I have one already, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to ruin it. Don't no, ruin it. No. No. And I wish I was really good at this. This would be awesome. Okay. Um, well, tonight's episode, we got, who do we have on? Uh, Lined up? We got Justin Stockdale, superintendent here of uh, DNH Schools. He's going to join us. I think they have a board meeting tonight, so hopefully catch him after that. And then uh, Cole Graves. Hopefully he's uh, – it's a Wednesday night, which is pretty much why we do the podcast on Wednesday night because most of the time the students don't have anything that night besides a, a church function. So uh, Cole Graves is involved in a lot of different things here at DNH. So um, we're going to talk to him and, and – um, get the inside scoop on on his activities and, and how his senior year is going. Yeah, and I want to give you a quick shout-out, too. No, thanks. You know, we go, we obviously go back and forth on, you know, getting questions and things like that and interviews set up. It's been kind of a busy time for me, and it was a busy time for you, too. Very busy time for you, but you took the lead uh, the last few weeks. It's all good. And so I really appreciate that. Um, it's been, been uh, kind of feel bad. That's uh, all good. You're... Not, I'm not holding up my end right now. So. Uh, it's all good. But uh, uh, anyways, it'll be a good episode. I hope you guys uh, are willing to stick around and give us a little bit of time and uh, enjoy the show. Home is the starting place of love, hope, and dreams. Hi, this is Tiffany Ash with People Savings Bank. Whether you are purchasing a new home, 
looking to refinance your current mortgage loan, or looking for a flexible home equity line of credit option, now is the perfect time to give PSB a call. Ask for one of our dedicated real estate lenders to learn more about getting you and your home on the right track. At People's Savings Bank, it's all about making the right choices for you. Locations in Wellsburg, Cleves, and Dyke. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Roll blue. All right, everybody. We've got Superintendent Justin Stockdale joining us tonight. Justin, how you doing? Hey, we're doing good. Just f- fresh out of a board meeting. Everything go all right? Yeah, it went great. We uh, we uh, said goodbye to two two great board members, the Ashley Tott and uh, Ben Freeze, and um, seated to, um, what I anticipated to be two great board members with Ryan Peterson and um, Brett Badker. So, yeah, we got that done tonight and a, a robust agenda. And for us to be done, you know, in a couple hours, I thought was really good and good discussion. A good crowd tonight, so yeah. yeah so how great. how does that uh, how does that transition work? I mean, because there, there's a lot of work that goes into being a board member, mm-hmm. and then you're changing, and it's you know not mid year, but it's you know we're we're end of the first trimester. You know, how does that transition? You know, or what's your expectations, or mm-hmm. you know how long does it take to get them caught up? Yeah. Well, um, first of all, you remember I think it's three or four years ago the legislation changed to align board elections with um, your um, political elections or your general election cycle in November. Um, board elections had been held in September. And so to get more people, I think, involved in the election process for school boards, they bumped it to um, a line in November, which I thought was a good move. So you have to have an uh, organizational meeting where you accept the election results from the um, county. And then um, you have to elect your president, vice president, all that. Um, and so we did all, and you know, you approve your law firms that you're going to work with. And there's some things that we include on that to, to get done. But um, how do we prepare a board member? A timely topic. We met Sunday night for two hours. We had an orientation, um, and that was um, the board president, Krista, and then Brett and Ryan and Julie and I, um, our chief financial officer and I. And we just talked through um, a lot of different things. We answered questions. It's, it's I, I hope it's not too overwhelming for the new folks, but there's a lot to Right. Uh, a lot to, lot oh, to take sure. in. That's a, that's a big Abs- job. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we do that. We talk about management versus governance. And, um, you know, small town Iowa, it's, it's easy for, um, first of all, I, I always think, not to speak for board members, but I think sometimes they struggle with, you know, the, I was elected by a, a body of people, so I need to represent the people. Well, when you're elected as a board member, you represent the district. And it's just a shift, like, because you're going to get, everybody's positive compliment. You're going to get that. You're going to get that. You're also going to get um, the things that people are concerned about. So talking through how to handle those things and um, just the, the fi- school finance, I want them to know that, you know, where we're at fiscally, you know, we're in, in rock solid position here. And that's a, that's a testament to boards before my time. They did a great job with that. And, um, but yeah, it's, I, I hope we set them up for success. That's the intent, um, you know, and, um, yeah, a great meeting tonight. We again a lot we we talked about, and again everybody contributed. I always think that's a st- sign of strength if everybody at the table is talking, right? No matter what they say. So, yeah, I feel really good about it. And not that my opinion matters. Um, right. These are elected folks, and and but I really do believe they represent all things DNH. And um, sometimes you can get people that run for boards who maybe have a torch in the air on a, a singular issue, 
I don't get the sense with our group that 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 that, that exists. Um, and I think they'll challenge me, which is also their task, is to right. uh, help me grow and improve as a superintendent. So, so do you do you lean on the returning board members? Do you expect those the new board members just to jump in? I mean, is there a you know every board's probably different, but is there a certain you know that a pattern that you see or? Mm-hmm. Um, that orientation kind of serves that way. And then I also serves that purpose. But then I also have talked to those individual um, individuals separately and just talk through what the night will look like when you first get in the room and you sit at right. the table and how this will look. And, and I do talk through the agenda with each of them. So they're comfortable. Um, you know, it's a lot to pick up. Some of these agenda items have been hanging. Right. Um, and so you know, it it takes a, it takes some time. I would I would say probably that most would say you probably got to go a good year before you're really comfortable because of everything that comes at you. Right, we got a lot going on right now. Right, so, right. Um, you know, I again, I we hope we set them up for success. Good, they ask really good questions. Like I've been fortunate. Every every board member we've had here has always been great about seeking clarity, and um, they aren't aware of something before taking action. They'll ask, which is I think good right. responsibility right. on their part. So, you know, when we were uh, interviewing the candidates a couple of weeks ago, we were, we came across the question: um, if you're running unopposed, is there a specific way you need to go about getting your name on the ballot, or, or how does that work in that situation? We were we were just kind yeah. of bouncing that idea or that question back and forth. Yep. So the first thing you would decide is, um, I think it's okay to talk about it. Krista ran unopposed this time. Um, for one of our two at-large seats, okay? Uh, we also had two candidates running for District 3 seat. So there's three districts. District 1 is north of New Hartford, New Hartford, north of New Hartford. District 2 rests in the middle, and then District 3 to the south. And then you have two at-large seats where it doesn't matter where you live. So Chris Durant unopposed as an at-large, uh, under the at-large selection. She could have been challenged by any challenger, even though they live in District 3, they could have said, well, I want to run against Krista sure. okay, or the, that candidate. But the process is the same. They have to get the same number of petition signatures to run to get their name on a ballot. They just have to identify which opening they're running for. Now, Krista has been the incumbent as an at-large representative, so she's the incumbent for the at-large spot. Um, and then District 3 was wide open, so those two ran for that. And then um, Brett ran unopposed um, in District One, but he he had to do the same thing that Krista did to get his name on the ballot. So can a candidate? So if Krista, as an incumbent, could she decide that she wants to uh, run for a District One or District Three instead of the at-large position? Could oh, okay. I didn't know if that how if that yeah. would be something that could even be done. Yeah, I I hope I didn't misspeak. I I think she can. Um, speculation, but honestly, it's a good question. I should probably study that. We were just um, just kind of. Toss some some questions around as well that we were even yeah. uh, just unsure about. Yeah, I, I might have to study that one. I retract my answer. I'm going to go back and study. <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> All right, no problem. Yeah, it's it's a, there's a lot more into it than you know. It's yeah, it's a a position that you know is voted on. So there's it is. Yep, you know a lot of uh, rules and regulations that go with each one of those. Yep. And we had people asking us, and we were just, you know, after yeah, interviewing, I, we were I, like, um, we were just yeah. interviewing the yeah. candidate. <laughs> yeah, politics is not my, uh, <laughs> any type of thing is not my strong suit with that. So uh, why don't we get to it here? Construction update. Mm-hmm. What's the good word? Well, you know, nothing's changed much since we started in August. It's just busy. Um, uh, you know, from from my seat, it's, it's um, 
constant communication with with the contractors, the general contractor, the you know some of the subs, the architects. Um, what's got a little tr- tricky right now is just the level of activity on both campuses. That's that's been a tricky balance, um, trying to get to both places and stay on top of things. But um, we are really close to getting into that second story um, where the science classrooms will be. We're really excited about that. Um, we had hoped to be in, I think, a couple weeks ago, but ran into a couple things. It just needed to be tightened up, finished up, and it's going to allow for a smoother transition, I think, here, hopefully around November 29th. Um, the gym's coming, but I, I would say, you know, I, I never, you never like to say you're behind, but I would say I'm a, I'm a little, I'm not, it'll get done, you know, and we have a gym to compete in, but I had hoped that that would be a little bit further along, but there's some things that have gotten in the way of that. They're out of people's control. Um, these supply chain uh, issues we're feeling a little bit. Um, and then just some, some things that have cropped up that subcontractors, workforce uh, issues, honestly, have impacted this. And I, I would say any project that's going on like this is probably right. facing the same thing. So, But um, I, I'm just typically optimistic about this stuff. People are working hard. We'll get there. Um, you know, I'm really excited about these finished products I'm seeing. I think our learning environments are improving for kids, which is why we engaged in this work to start with and why I think our community members supported the the, uh, the the movement and the project. So, um, yeah, just, you know, I think like I start in New Hartford, like I'm sitting here thinking, all right, so um, we got concrete going down. We hope those office spaces are going to be ready here around Christmas break. Um, so a little bit of movement there. We hope the preschool is ready to go so we can free up that front space, move our special ed room into that front area, get Mr. Cavalier home so he isn't doing health <laughs> on a cart. Right. Um <laughs> You know, it's some of those things. The entry, I'm really excited about the safety features that all of our buildings will be able to boast of when it's done. Um, Dyke Elementary, for instance, um, I listened to Sherry, the, the secretary, talk about how nice it is to be able to see who's coming right. um, as they walk and approach the front of the building. Um, yeah, because they're, they're in their, their new office space yeah, there. they are. Um, Mr. Texter still has, a, you know, they're putting a window. We added a window in yep. his office so he'd have the same um, kind of the same view. So all, all that will happen, and we hope that all that will kind of be shored up. Dyke Elementary is pretty much, we got some little things to, to still work out there, but that's pretty much, I'd say, 80 to 85% done. Uh, high school is going to be phased out throughout next fall, uh, as will New Hartford. We did shift some of the New Hartford classroom work um, more towards the summer because the, the, the general felt like we could accomplish that instead of inconvenience and inconveniencing you guys to have to move for two weeks and then move back. We think we're going to be able to knock all that out uh, during the summer when you guys are around. So we may not even have to move desks and all that stuff. Um, so the scope of the work is just a little different there. Um, but no, it's exciting. I mean, I, you know, um, I w- I'm not going to lie. It's, it's um, you, you grow tired because uh, it is a constant, it, for me, it's a constant, it's, it's always on my mind, no matter what right. I'm doing. It is always on my mind. And, you, you know, the pressure is like board willing and community willing. I, I'm going to be here for a long time. So maybe a little luxury in you know, seeing these projects through. And after four or five years, you're on to a next stop right. as a superintendent. That's not me. Like the pressure for me is I'm going to have to look at this along with you two for the rest of my life. Like, right. I don't plan on going anywhere. So, yeah, I, you just 
again, you got to remain optimistic. And I, I'm, I'm just pleased. And I hear the kids talk and I heard some seniors, they got to go up and see the science areas today. And I heard one of them say, man, I wish we could enjoy this for longer, you know, longer than. Right. And I, and I challenged them. I said, well, your job is to see how we can utilize these spaces um, to the fullest capacity and help us with like some of these collaboration areas. Like how can we think differently about instruction? And I said, leave your mark there and let your teachers know that. So, right. But. Uh, and I did, we recently got your email you sent out to the general public about parking and, and some traffic stuff. Now did uh, Grundy County, did they reach out to you first or did you reach, did the school reach out? Well, we knew, we knew. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be. No, it's good. It, uh, we, our sheriff's office is great, both Butler and Grundy. Um, we have great partnerships with them. We knew parking was going to be frustrating and for everybody. And, um, you know, at, from a, here's what I understand. Like, from the sheriff's office perspective, you know, they, they serve all of us, right? So they have a contingency of folks that are frustrated with our parking situation, and they're letting the sheriff's office know about it, which they're right to do. So the sheriff's office then has a difficult decision on enforcement. How far do we take this? Well, there's a point where we had put out several reminders to all of our drivers and families and whatnot. And, and you know, it's disappointing, but some people were still not abiding by what they needed to. So I get it. You know, we got a lot of kids coming and going from the WOC, and they're trying to park as close as they get, can to get in the building sooner to, you know, to get to their next class. And it's just a catch-22. Well, enforcement started to occur, okay, right, uh, by way of parking tickets. Well, that, that frustrated some people. Um, and so it just got to a point where just, we, we just needed to sit down and talk. So we did that. And I just said, you know, where can we land on this? Like their dilemma is, is once we start enforcing this during the first shift of work, how do we, you know, how do we stay consistent during this, the other shifts, you know? So for instance, during the day, it's our student population, but at night when we're hosting activities, it could be a visitor right? or, you know, our, our, right. our parents, grandparents. So that that's delicate for that, and I get it. Yeah, you know. So uh, we uh, we we drafted that letter. I sent it to them. It was kind of a partnership editing process. Um, they gave it the green light, and the timing of it was just to try and hit it after fall had kind of diminished. And then, you know, a friendly reminder: just hey, we're all working together on this. Um, you know, and, and now some kids, some I shouldn't say kids because it hasn't always been kids, but when you tell somebody four or five times. Don't don't park. <laughs> right. Eventually, like, something's got to. I mean, what do you what do you do? So, right. I've gone honestly. I've seen cars illegally parked. I've ran in, and in this cross, if I if I know the driver, I'll say, hey, you don't want to leave that there. Right. Um, kids are great, and they'll go. Oh, I know, Mister Stockdale, and they'll go out and move it. But I, I think we're we're past that. The winter, though, when the snow comes, that's going to be it's going to add to it. And um, winter sports is also right. a different situation compared to you know fall. You have home home girls basketball boys basketball and wrestling all inside and you're all kind of trying to get into those same areas so it's i can see why it now is starting to become uh something that you're looking in looking forward to into the future rather than yeah ready to put it behind us i'm not gonna yeah absolutely (laughs) no i'm i'm with you i I, you give the few chances and then uh, otherwise they're just going to keep staying chances and you know it's the same thing on my bus i'll give you a few chances and then if you continue to right something's got to be done you know otherwise that's the definition of you know insanity yeah yeah you know doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results 
Very good. Okay, so we talked construction. Uh, any changes, COVID stuff, things like that? Yeah, I think, you know, this um, this pandemic really has been, well, it'll be interesting in, in history, like over time, how these last two years will be analyzed and the impact it will have on our culture as a, really as an American society. Like, but you know, in the last week, it's been this, uh, this idea and concept of required vaccines and, you know, our school district falls in that category of, of, of you know, having a, over a hundred employees. And so wh- where do you land with that? Um, it, right now it's tied up in the courts. Um, not to get too deep in the Fifth and Sixth Circuit and all that good stuff and how that's being managed. But our board, the thing I appreciate about our board is we have talked about prevention and mitigation in, from day one, yep. every month. And the last couple months, we haven't had any changes. We just talk. And um, tonight we talked about the vaccine requirement. And um, I got to give a shout out to Abby Meester. She's a shared HR director that we just engaged in a partnership with, with Waver Shell Rock and Grundy Center uh, this past year. And she's running point on this for us. And really, there's nothing to do, but we talked about it. We talked about the options that, that your, our team members might have if, if this is required. And I, I got to emphasize, like, I just want to emphasize to folks, this is not something that we are trying to do to people. This is something that the federal government, if, if it stays um, where it's at and the courts support it, that they're um, really legally requiring us to do. So... As, as uncomfortable as that might be on any given topic, th- that's our charge is we have to follow through as a district on whatever's put before us. Now, who knows, this may, this may not even come to fruition. Um, it may not make it out of the courts and, and then, you know, then we don't have to worry about it at this point. We continue on with our, con- our constant prevention and mitigation. Right. Um, we did have a little bit of a, a little outbreak or, I don't in one of our grade levels. Okay, so we we made a little pivot and we did we did ask uh, highly encourage we did not use the word mandate or require because that's our board has been clear on that. We did mask up for ten a period of ten days and um, happy to say this week that we've extinguished that and um, we've got no positive cases in that grade level. So I don't know, people have been overall very understanding. Um, the difficulty in in this role as a superintendent is. No matter what my personal belief is, I have, a, I, have a, I have a job to represent the school district. And right now, our focus has been, let's stay out of the fray. We need to stay, on the middle, stay in the middle of the road. And our, again, I've said this over and over, our purpose and our, our everything we do is to assure that we're seeing our kids day in and day out in a face-to-face learning environment. Doesn't matter what side of the coin you are on this, this issue. If we're all working towards that, it makes it pretty easy. So. All right. Yep. And going back to that federal... I mean, that's why there's masks on buses. That, that, that's not our decision. Right. That is a federal decision, and, and that's why we do what we do. If, if the federal comes down and says something different as far as the schools, well, then, you know, that's, you yep. know. Because I, I do get questions about that as well. Is mm-hmm. why, does it, why is our district, you know, requiring it and other ones aren't? And I'm like, well, everyone's supposed to. Here, this, is, this isn't coming from... You know, our school board or anything like that. This is right. this is big time. Yeah, and I can't. It's, I get that too. Like, well, why 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 are we having to do X? But I see our neighbors wherever. Or, right. Or my 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 sister lives in this district, and they don't have to, or they yeah. have to do this. And that's the delicate part of this. Is yes. I, I don't have answers for that. Um, 
I do have I do have a colleague I talked to that just said, you know, our drivers uh, refuse to wear masks and have point blank told me if if we're wearing masks, uh, we don't need to drive. Like they don't need the income. Well, guess what? He's not going to have bus drivers. You know, buses on the road. You're not getting kids to school. So as a leader, you're forced right. with a a decision. And, um, you know, the thing I'm pleased about here is like, I, ha- I, I have not been faced with a lot of that. We, I truly like, there's just been a good focused energy around doing what we got to do. Um, term, we're going to put this behind us. We'll get there, but just doing what we got to do and almost rising above some of that stuff is kind right. of, and I'm not saying we're better than anybody else out there here at DNH, but I just haven't had the woes that I hear some other districts have had, or we haven't had the woes, and it's because of the people. So as a credit to everybody. Yeah. Very good. All right, so we've kind of gotten through the thick stuff now. What about DNH celebrations? We're a trimester in. What do you got for us? Well, first of all, ending the, ending the try is always a, a stressful time for staff, and I think, you know, there needs to be a shout-out to, uh, to our team members. Um, this has not been easy uh, to navigate, you know, since this all hit us in what was it, March of 2019? Is that when that was? Yep. 2020. 20, thank you. Was it 20? Yes, yeah, my um, son's senior year. Oh, so yeah. Yes. Yep. It was March right. of 2020. Yeah, yep. so, you know, this journey that we've all been on, um, it's it's required some different things from everybody in the classrooms. And um, I think the stress that comes with trying to also stay middle of the road with this whole issue while you're also trying to do right by instruction, uh, it's, it's taking its toll on, on educators. And I don't think it's just here at DNH. I think this is, um, I think you're going to see this a nationwide phenomenon. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I just, uh, a shout out to our team and, you know, two of you sitting right here, you guys, um, all of you are invaluable to what we're doing. Our kids are lucky to have each and every one of you. I mean that I see it every day in my travels. And as I, as I, get to school early and I watch our little people last week, this 50, 60 kids in the junior high weight room, for instance. Um, and the, and the coaches that were there, not because they were getting paid to be there. Several of them are volunteer just showed up to do that, you know, and, and you walk in a classroom, you see the instruction just happening despite all this other stuff around us. Like our, our team members have really done a good job of keeping the main thing, the main thing. And, um, what I rack my brain about is how do you, how do you, how do you support them? How do you make sure that they know they're cared for and all that? And, you know, you hope you do a good job with that. But I, I worry about that this time of year. And the end of the try is always kind of a tough, you know, a tough time. But um, that being said, gosh, our, you know, you said Cole Graves is going to be on tonight. You know, he's he's going to be performing in that um, All-State Coral yep. um, performance uh, this Saturday. And just the work that goes into that. Now, here's a guy, think of this. Cole was the lead in the musical, Beauty and the Beast, right? He was a starter on a football team that advanced to the semifinals, okay? Their season just ended last Friday. And he was selected, you know, practiced, right. rehearsed. Auditioned. Auditioned, and was selected for All-State Chorus. I saw him in the hall the other day. So Monday morning, right, um, they lose Friday, heartbreaking loss. And I get your Friday. There he is with the drinking fountain, 630 in the morning, lifting weights. I go, dude, how do you do it? He looks at me, he goes, day by day. <laughs> and, but, you know, a testament to him and, and his energy. And um, anyway, the musical was fantastic. Uh, those kids and the time that goes into that, like they get done with their practices. And then we forget 
they're off for another two, three hours oh. at musical practice till whatever time at night. Um, but what I saw this weekend was just a nice compilation of their work and efforts and a credit to our directors, Chantel and Cassidy, just a great performance and so proud of them. And the crowd supported that, you know, demonstrated that too, I think. Um, yeah, and then you get to the athletic side of things. You know, cross country, again, we had state qualifiers um, this year. And um, gosh, volleyball brings home another title. And, uh, you know, football has a season that, um, you know, some will say they didn't expect. Uh, I don't think I'd say that in front of the boys. I think they fully expected themselves to be in that game that's going to be played this week yet. But um, I think what was odd for me was just living this as a dad. And um, when you, when you, I don't know how to say it. Well, you've lived, you've, you've been there. You've, oh, you, absolutely. It, it was just a, I don't know. You know, the first it's our oldest son, so it, if I'm getting a little too heartfelt, just give me the nod and I can. But <laughs> no, we got tissues right here. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah, it's um, it it has been um, like watching those boys come out of that locker room um, Friday after that game was uh, impactful. Like I don't know what it is about that sport, but you know, um, like sobbing, you know, and. When you see that raw emotion come out of that and, um, you know, the effort that goes into it and, and whatnot, just, I was just, I was impacted by that. And still really like, it gets me a little choked up, um, you know, that, but just really, I think pride is what I always come back to. Um, I love DNH. I, I love what we're about. Um, sure. I love to win. Like <laughs> I love to win, right? but and win at all things, not just be the best at every single thing we do. When we show up, people know oh, DNA's just here, man. They got it going on. That, but um, just prideful of how our kids handle themselves. Um, of course, there's imperfections everywhere, but for the most part, well-rounded, hardworking people, hardworking kids. Um, even when things don't go their way, pick their bootstraps up, and we're on to the next thing, and here we go. So, just really proud of that. And um, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving break. Just to uh, me too. Just to breathe a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you guys are, um, and I bet all our staff, rightfully so, is. I also think we underestimate the um, impact that this construction process has on all of you. The thinking behind it, like, well, what's going to happen? How am I going to be impacted? How is my daily way of being and how I like to do things? You know, we're asking a science teacher who's been with us since 1992 to move into a new space that's upgraded with technology and all that. You don't think that's a little stressful and right. and he's going to give it his best whirl. I know that. We know that. But that's a little unnerving mid-year. You know, right, right, that. right. Um, so, you know, I think we're, rem we're remiss if we don't consider the impact that has on everybody and and whatnot. So another thanks to everybody for just hanging in there with us on it. And yep, very, well said. Very good. Well, um, time for random question of the day. And since it tis the season, are you ready for this one? When eating your holiday meal, and I'm going to use Thanksgiving, obviously, as our, as our go-to here, are you someone that lets your food mix on your plate? Are you someone that only eats <laughs> one thing at a time? Or do you just, you just go for it, mix it up, take a spoonful, whatever you get, explosion of flavor? Or, or how do you handle this? This is an ordeal for some of us. <laughs> Travis. Yeah. So um, I think... I think it depends on the plate. So 
if like the physical plate or yeah, what no the physical plate so if i have a <laughs> Chanette, is that a <laughs> is that a brand of a paper plate <laughs> I'll see. We don't go paper solo. at our place. We... Well, solo. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> if it's a compartmentalized plate, okay? Like, like it has, like it's not, it's, it's, it's not got sections. Sections. Thank you. Well, well what did you say? Carpe- Sh- compartmental. Chinette. Isn't that a C H I N E T? Can I, can I just throw a caveat? In I here? have no idea <laughs> what. Let's just say the plate <laughs> is a standard. <laughs> All right. Plate, flat, no compartment. Well, that's not fair, though, because it does impact my answer, but I, I'll go with it. See, okay, I, That's the so thing. A I traditional want the... big ceramic plate. Yep. Boom. Okay. Okay. Corn and potatoes and gravy all over each other. Okay, good. Yep. Stuffing off to the side, turkey off the side, with sprinkle it, hopefully cranberry sauce, whatever, like that. Probably just sprinkle on that a little bit. Pie off to the side, different plate. See, I had different plate for the pie, too. Yep. Oh, I do. Yeah, but, you don't put dessert on the main plate. Well, well, some people do. You've, but, but you shouldn't. Well, whatever. I'm just saying. <laughs> just so okay. he should so see no, the So in the look. end, so in the end, the the gravy does end up dribbling into the turkey, which is you know. So I don't know if I fall in that. It probably does blend together a little bit, but I didn't like. I just pile it up so you can't. I do go back for seconds to try and probably keep it a little bit separate. So there you go. There you go. I'm interested in hearing Travis's answer, and I actually almost came up with this question more for Travis. I, I separate completely. <laughs> I was going to say, you're separating. And I eat one thing at a time. No way. Yes. Like, you, you'll eat all your turkey before you yep, move on to Yep, I did it today. We had the Thanksgiving meal today, which was awesome, by the way. Um, the cooks that. Uh, made that, and I eat everything one at a time. I started with, um, I had a little salad. I ate all the salad first, then I ate all the turkey with gravy on it, and then I went to the stuffing, and that had gravy on it, and then mashed potatoes with gravy on it, and then finished it off with the the pumpkin dessert. And how, I, I, went, long, I went straight how, in how that order. How long does that take I, <laughs> for you to do that? I just, I don't like to, the... Well, I get it. I want to enjoy it the entire time. I don't want to, like... Get a bite of turkey. Oh yeah, I really like turkey. And now I'm into mashed potatoes. Well, now I like mashed. Well, I've lost my turkey, and so I've gotten into a whole. I've got a weight loss program that I think you can do here, um, and this might be the place to do it. So my my thought is someday when this is proven, I could eat turkey and like chew it in my mouth, get the taste of it, and spit it out. Okay, so because. My thought is, what, what do you gain from swallowing it, except for the calories and stuff? So you just eat it, and then you just spit it out, drink water if you want to, if you want to be full. When do you have time to think about this? Stuff? Well, I drive a bus. I have, <laughs> I have an hour bus ride. <laughs> this is deep. I have two hours because I was thinking about that with pizza because pizza, tons of calories. Well, all, when you eat it, it tastes really good, but when you swallow it, there is really no nutritional. You're not gaining anything, so why not just eat the eat the pizza and then just spit it out? <laughs> We're done talking food with you anymore. <laughs> but isn't that isn't that the same satisfaction as eating it and spitting so, it out as eating it and swallowing it? That's another question for another week. You've totally taken this down a path that, like, I can't even I can't even get but, back to the original question here because it's. <laughs> but but that's that's my thought though. With this thing is is when it is proven. 
that that's what can happen. Then I'll eat all the turkey and I'll spit it all out and I'll have that nice turkey taste in my mouth and then I'll move on to the next one. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I can just I got see. Nothing. I'm not. We- See, I just pictured you like taking painters tape and putting it like in <laughs> slots on your plate. So like, it's pretty close. I can't. Can, when I go to Pizza Ranch or something, stuff's got to stay apart. Yeah, like today, I feel like eating would be like a stressful event for you. Like I'm, ser- I'm, I'm worried about some. You. Sometimes, like, well, okay. So today, I also had um, my plate. It was a big lunch, and it I couldn't put get everything on the plate, on the tray. So I um, was given a piece of plastic a plastic tray, and so I put some salad in there, but I also put some yogurt, and the yogurt got mixed in with the salad a little, uh, some of the leaves, and I, that whole section had to get thrown away, the stuff that touched, because that was not a very good, that mix was awful. I don't even know sometimes what <laughs> What about say. you, Dad? Well, I wouldn't Would be, you spit out your food? <laughs> I wouldn't be a traditional brace if we just didn't pile it on and just... Yeah. My <laughs> uncles, Some when I was a little kid, I would look at my uncle's plates, and I would almost look at them in amazement to see, you know, their plates were heaping full. Now I'm Just aiming, like a big mountain? Yeah, kind of? now I'm striving to be that guy, so... I wow. like I like it mixed up. It doesn't bother me. I well, and if it doesn't get mixed up, I'll. It doesn't bother me to have one bite of something and then another bite of something else. Yeah. It's, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw something away because it. Right. Well, see, and I do the same thing with like fast food. I always have to eat my fries first, and I'll eat them all gone, and then after the fries, then it's on to other things. See, I eat my fries last. I like to like if it's a burger, I want to eat the burger. Well, see, and I have to eat hot fries. I don't like cold fries, so I immediately dive into the fries first. Okay. Well, how about do you, so you go fast food if, do you, uh, in succession, or are you a uh, smorgasbord? Um, well, it depends what I get. Like, let's just say it's a, like if it, I it's get a chicken, quarter pounder. If I get chicken nuggets and a burger, I'll eat all the chicken nuggets first, mix in a few fries, and then I'll go to the burger, or vice versa. But no, I don't. I don't eat one thing at a time. No, I got. I got a lot of things cooking when I'm eating. Like, there's a little bit left to everything. I, mm. and then, yeah. All right. Tad and I, I think, are in the same camp. On yeah. This half, I. So. I would win. I don't think I would win, but I should win. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna. We're sitting here, and Travis has a Pablo's Mexican Grill T-shirt on right now. So <laughs> that's about as much mixture as I was I'll gonna get. Say. I was gonna say you eat burritos. Yeah, but that's supposed to go to that. That's it's made that way. And you eat, a you Thanksgiving eat. meal is not made to be. Otherwise, you would just throw everything into a crock Do you pot eat tacos? and just. You would throw everything into a crock pot and just go to town. Do you eat tacos? What about tacos? But it's made. It it is made Time to out. have Do that. Do you put tea. lettuce in your tacos? Yeah, it's made to be that way. So the meat touches the. It is made. Lettuce? It is made. Oh, to gosh. be that way. How can you? A turkey, <laughs> a turkey dinner or a Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner is not made. You don't just. It's not made. Otherwise, you throw it all in the crock pot and just, and then just eat it like it's a like it's goulash. Walking tacos yes. must kill taco you. Taco goulash. Yeah, a Thanksgiving goulash. Let's have that. This has been good. This has been, you know what Thanksgiving will not be the same this year because of this conversation. I'll probably I'm going to be watching what everybody's doing at the yeah. table. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be judging the plates people are using too. Is it a separated one yeah, or is it a? Well, what's my brother doing? What's yeah. he got going over? Right. Here? Oh, okay. And then, oh, but yeah. make sure you explain. 
Well, I'm not going to say a word. This is going to be my own. Well, but I mean, afterwards, change. say, hey, this is what you should be doing. You should tally it up. Well, you should, like, just at your family. Okay, well, I've got <laughs> six people here that are they're mixers, and then I've got, okay. How many like Thanksgiving goulash, and how many like to have exactly. Right, you might as well do Thanksgiving goulash. <laughs> I'm I just saying. Good, there's I love no good Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving dinners are out uh, for you guys. I needed this to end the day. This is good. <laughs> you guys are a joke. All right. Well, Justin, do want to thank you for stopping by tonight. I know you just got done with a uh, school board meeting, so your days have been busy. Soon enough will be Thanksgiving break, and we can all relax a little bit. You got it. Thanks for all you guys do. Thank you. Roll blue. Reineke Construction is a family-owned business right here in the DNH School District focused on providing residential construction services with the highest levels of customer satisfaction. They do everything possible to exceed your expectations like they have over the last 20 years. Reineke Construction does jobs from installing a garage door, building barns, to your dream house. They have even built a golf course clubhouse. Services include new construction, remodels or general repairs for homes, constructions on a variety of frames and pole buildings, and construction of clubhouses and other commercial buildings. Reineke Construction serves Blackhawk, Butler, Grundy, and surrounding Iowa counties, and most of their business comes from word of mouth, which is the best kind of advertising. Look around their website at reinekeyconstruction.com to see a collection of projects they have built or renovated with passion. If you have comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at 319-239-6256 or reinconst at gmail.com. Reineke Construction. Measure twice, cut once. All right, everybody, welcome back. We have Cole Graves joining us in the studio. Cole, how's it going, buddy? It's going well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Doing very, very well. This fits I, into your probably uh, 30 minutes of uh, inactivity for the day. <laughs> Cole is a busy man. Let's just put it that way. I, I really had to appreciate his email back to us when he responded that he could <laughs> join us. He's like, sorry, I've been a little busy lately. Um, yeah, we'll, I'll be able to make it yeah. on. Hashtag understatement. Yeah. Uh Cole, I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to you for background information, growing up, school, family, and then we'll take 10 minutes for you to describe the activities that you're involved in here. So <laughs> go ahead and start there, bud. All right. So yeah, I'm a senior at Dagon Hartford now. Uh, back when I was a kid, uh, always in competition with my little brother or brothers. And then when the little ones came, trying to be competitive with them too, get them in that competitive edge so we can all... You know, have, <laughs> have fun around fun, the holidays. Sure. Uh, yeah, as a kid, I was always into athletics and singing. Uh, I'd sing around the house. Every time I, my dad walked by, he'd be like, stop whistling, and then I'd start humming and <laughs> stop humming. And then I'd have to leave the room so I could keep doing it. Uh, so, always been here in the community? Yeah, I've always lived in Dyke. Okay. Uh, when I was younger, I was homeschooled up until sixth grade, and then I had a year at Waterloo Christian. It was okay. Up in Water, yeah. And then I went to junior high at Dyke and Hartford. So that's when I started public school here. Okay. Very good. Uh, how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have to count them on my hands. Uh, one, yep, two, three. It's a quiz here. Five, six, seven. Seven siblings? Seven. Yep. Awesome. Very do we, good. Do we try names or not? I can do names. Okay. Let's, I might let's end up being six, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So the youngest two, I will go youngest to oldest. That's the easiest. Sure. Uh, Eddie and Megan, they're twins. And then there's Erickson. And, and I think uh, the twins are, are they pre-K or kindergarten? I think they're in kindergarten. Okay. Not 100% sure. Okay. Pretty sure, though. Uh, yeah, they're both five. So if that yep. answers the question. Uh, Eddie and Megan Erickson. Then there's Macy. She just got into high school. She's a freshman now. Me, uh, Nathan, he's a freshman at college, maybe. And then there's Daniel. He's a junior at college, I think. No, Nathan would be a sophomore. I think Nathan is a sophomore. That would make sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're you're kind of busy trying to keep track of everything, so I yeah. understand. Yeah, because you have nothing going on, so you should know all this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... All right, you are, I'm just going to go out there and say it, probably one of the most involved students in Dyke New Hartford, when I think that's fantastic. And we're joking around with you about this, but what are the things that you are involved in right now? Well, we'll start it off with the small things. Uh, not to say that they're small, but easier to remember. I'm in robotics. I'm in choir, which entails like all the honor choirs that I'm a part of, all state choir that I'm headed to tomorrow for practice through yep. Saturday. Um, non-school activities, I'm in the Army. I had drill on Saturday before the play, and the play is another thing I was in. Uh, football, and then I'll be in wrestling. And then after that, track, and some, probably some other things, but that that's about it. <laughs> Generally, if there's a play or musical, we can count on – on seeing well, you. cabaret. I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, that, cabaret. We'll, we'll throw that in. I know. I know you're show choir. You're into that. Yeah, there's a there's a few. And it's really, I will put it like this: you are an incredibly well balanced kid. You're out there. You're very physical. You're athletic. Uh, you're going to give your hundred percent in that. And then you're also fully committed to. Obviously, you were the lead in Beauty and the Beast, playing the Beast. It was a fun prediction to uh, watch. Um, but what um. So these past couple weeks, with everything going on, what time does your day start and what time would you end up getting back home? On a, Just a typical. My day would start on Monday. Uh, I'd have lifting in the morning, so I'd go in there at 6, uh, get done with that, go home, eat some breakfast, help the kids get ready for school. Uh, my, my school day, I didn't have a first hour, so I'd get to practice my all-state with Miss Ben Scooter at 9. Uh, that's when I would go on to school, and then I'd come home around 6.45 if I didn't have play practice or robotics. But most of the time I'd be coming home around 9 or 10 at night when I was had those right when those Yeah, when those activities were going on. Whew. Yeah, that that's – how do you – do you have a, to keep a calendar, like in your backpack of everything – you know, I've always thought about making a calendar, <laughs> but the thing is, I'd never write in it, and I would never look at it. Yeah. So it always would be nice to have a list of things that I didn't have to make. Like, if I had to make the list, I probably would never use it, but if somebody made that for me, it'd be like, check this one off, right? check this yeah, one off. That's, I'm the same way. You I, need, like, an assistant. Yeah, that'd be great. Like an administrative assistant. I, I like when people send invites on Google because on the Google Calendar, because then it just shows yeah, up on my it's phone. it's thrown in yours. And then, I don't even need to add right. anything. So that's kind of nice. Um, you know, football season just wrapped up. Um, what are your thoughts on the season? It was the best season of my life. I mean, the, my, the players I was around 
had the best team chemistry I've ever been a part of all four years. Uh, the leadership was remarkable. Even the juniors, they stepped up and they led the team as well with us. And, you know, the underclassmen, they'd listen, they'd do their best, and everybody would just go 100% all the time. It was amazing. I'd heard from quite a few uh, people, and I had talked to some coaches as well, that said this team is, is built differently. It's not a typical – It's not to say it's not a typical Dyke New Hartford team, but it's a team that no one's ever checking stats or things like that. It's just uh, let's go out there and get the job done. Right. It seemed like it was a, a team effort team. It you got Nobody cared who scored, who made the tackle, who did what. It was just get the job done. And, and you could tell out there on the field that, you know, there was no really look at me, look at me, or, you know, anything like that, no individuals. It was uh, – it was team. It was fun to watch. It, it was fun. It was, and I'm not saying anything that it, in previous teams weren't that way, but it was just you guys. Uh, for some reason, it just it showed a lot out there, and it was really really cool to see the um, how well you guys supported each other at different times. So very good. So, what are some of the things that you're going to remember from your football career? Different highlights. Well, this year, I mean, you really can't put a moment on put a point on a moment this the whole year has just been amazing and I won't forget any part of it uh just being together with my team being able to lead them and uh it was just the best thing ever do you have a certain game or anything that sticks out to you out of your whole career not just this year but a certain game that's going to stick out to you and be one that like if you're going to tell your kids someday some stories what game would that be there's Two games I have in mind. Uh, one was from my sophomore year at Jessup. It was the coldest game of my life. Uh, <laughs> yes. I was out there with my coat on, my mittens, and just I wasn't even playing. I was watching my brothers play. <laughs> I was just freezing, and they were started to beat them so bad that they actually put me in. So <laughs> then I went in. We messed up. We let them score, and that made my brother mad and they took me back out and then I was sweaty and then I started freezing again with the cold sweat and that's just something I won't ever forget because I'm probably still cold from that uh, I, I, I can attest I 100% agree with you that that was and I remember that game um, a friend of mine and myself we actually went on the Jessup side because the wind was blowing so hard into our faces that we wanted our, to our backs to it. So we went to the home side just to get out of the elements <laughs> yeah. or reduce them. I guess you're not getting out of them, but it's crazy. It was snowing back then <laughs> that time here. All right. So what's the second game? Second game was from this year uh, when we played Grundy. Uh, that was a big grudge match between us, you know, Grundy County rivalry. Uh, they beat us 35 0 last year and we just stepped up to our motto, having something to prove, um, and we played our butts off that game. We didn't have the greatest game. It wasn't, definitely wasn't our best game, but we just were relentless, and that's how we really got as far as we did this year is we were relentless, and um, most of that was from leadership in the summer. Uh, Don or Coach Betts would uh, have meetings with us every month and we'd work on our leadership skills and that that's the time where we decided as a group that we're going to put our egos aside play as a team 
and be relentless all season. And you know, we did, and we proved something to everybody. You know, we weren't just this group of kids that were a bunch of mess around kids that didn't ever listen. We dialed in, we played our butts off. I I have to say that Grund- so the game you're talking about, the Grundy Center game, was probably one of the most physical games I've seen in quite some time. We had two really good teams getting after it, and then from there on out, the whole season, it was just smash mouth football. You guys were in everybody's faces. It was, I would say you were probably the most physical team that any team that we'd played up to this point had faced. Yeah. Um, that's the time where we kind of turned on, where we were trying to decide not to play the second half only. We are going to have to come out first half, first kickoff, and just punch them in the mouth. So we don't play from behind. They they are trying to play catch up. All right. Very good. Yep. Yep. And I I agree with uh, you know the whole football thing and and coming together as one. And um, even Mr. Stockdale talked about it. You know, just not that any other sport isn't as important or anything, but just for some reason football just it, is different. It's, it's just different. You know, I don't the struggles the you know with having so many people you have to count on kind of thing um you know i even remember you know way back in in my day going through you know you remember those things um you know again not to say that other sports don't matter but it is it is something different and it's it's kind of cool to be a part of it and to go through it so i i don't think it's any secret i'm a big baseball guy i love baseball it's it's my favorite thing but um it's a whole different breed because baseball is a grind, as in it's a long, a longer season. There's a lot of games. Football is quick. There, there aren't nearly as many games. It's smash mouth. That there's a reason you guys are called the boys of fall, and and it's it's really fun. And I think that kind of echoes what Mr. Stockdale mm-hmm. was saying yep, as well. I think so too. And you talked about your older brothers earlier. Did they give you any advice uh, on uh, football life? And. and- We'll preface this by saying they both were pretty good as well as you. So there's, you know, yeah, you're not asking a chop liver there, right? This, yeah. this is a. I'd say they were better than me. Uh, I'm not ashamed <laughs> to say it. They were they were outstanding. Um, both worked their butts off, and their leadership was the best I've ever seen um, until now. Now that we're, I was a leader, <laughs> but Daniel. He would always text me each game, give me a little motivational speech, and that really helped, um, especially when I was nervous. I was nervous a couple times playing, like, Denver and uh, other teams that were just huge, like Pell Christian. They looked huge, and I was right. – I'm just this little guy <laughs> on the line trying to move around. With a full beard. Yeah, but trying to move around 300-plus <laughs> kids. I, I got scared a little bit, but he, he dialed me in game day. It's time to kick some butt. Uh, that always helped. It was really something that touched right right on my heart. Cool. Nathan, he's more of the quiet kid, but you could tell he was always at the games, after the game, patting me on the back. It's a good job. And that's that speaks a lot from him. I mean, just the personality he has, that's crazy. So, Very good. Well, that's good, yeah. Because I did see him at quite a few games, so. And I think they would be the ones to tell you as well. It's it's a quick. It goes by really quick. Four years flies by. So yep. Yeah. And you got to play with Nathan, right? Nathan and Daniel. Yep. And Daniel as well. Well, 
was he? I was a freshman and he was a senior. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because they're a year apart, correct? Yes. Okay. And yeah. I'm sure they took it light I was thinking on too, you, like yeah. practices and things like that. Right, right. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, that just just uh, instilled some of that killer instinct in you that you needed to be successful. So that's good. Um, and you talked about the fine arts as well. I, you're involved in everything in that. Um, was there any particular person or thing that led you into those activities? Definitely my mother. Uh, my mother is a music teacher, and she's she is just passionate for music and just teaching. She still teaches piano lessons. She gives me voice lessons. Um, she she's always singing like me. Uh, my dad lets her sing because <laughs> for the obvious reasons. But <laughs> I was in church. I would see her leading music, and I'd be in the the pews just singing opera to any song even if it was a hymn or just like a contemporary song i just like to sing opera even though i really couldn't at the time <laughs> but yeah and that then when i hit to junior high and had the opportunity to join vocal join the plays join the musicals join show choir i leaped at the opportunity because i was so ready to be a part of a team that got to do this all together um, it was just the best thing ever going through high school with all my friends in music. Uh, you, it's totally different from anything else, music friends and school friends and sports friends. And right. You really can't see tell somebody which one's the best because, you know, they're your friends. You're friends with everybody. But, yeah, when I got to start high school plays and musicals, I started to actually get my – grown-up voice, if you could say, um, being able to sing more difficult songs, challenging myself, it was just awesome. And then Allstate came around. I tried freshman year, didn't make it. Tried, I didn't try sophomore year because we had the Shrek musical, and I was like, there's not a lot of time to work on both. I should have done both. but uh, <laughs> So I concentrated on the musical that year. The My junior year, that was through Zoom, and I tried out, and I didn't make it. Uh, senior year came around, and I was like, okay, we're going to make it this year. You're going to work your butt off on every song. And, and you know, it turned out well for me, and I, I made it into Allstate, and that's great. Um, you got the concert on Saturday, names. Um, it's just crazy. I praise God every time I can. I was praying for it all, <laughs> all year. And it just worked out, and it's yeah. awesome. So um, the two questions. One is, more nervous for a sporting event or a fine arts event? You know, I, I'd say sports because nerves in music doesn't really get you anywhere. But when you're nervous for a game, you can get pumped up, right. ready to go. But nerves, I just try and turn them off. Yeah, uh, Not a lot of people can do that they're they let them take over and right i just learned from my mom because i once had to lead worship for church <laughs> and i was just about in tears because i was so nervous <laughs> my mom said you don't have a choice you will go up there and you will sing your heart out and you'll do your best and everybody will love it and you know i still didn't want to do it but i did it and i got through it and every time after that it was way easier Sure. Just trying to jump off that cliff and get right. into it. 
get your feet wet and and experience it for the first time, right? right. Yep. That, uh, go ahead. The yep. second question, uh, back to the audition. So take us through, like, I I am I was never a singer, never will be. I appreciated when I was in high school. I went to every single musical cabaret because I. I, I appreciate everybody that can do any of that because I can do none of that. So it was super cool. So I never got to do any of the auditions and stuff like that. What does a, cause you, I think you went to Hampton, correct? Yes. What, what so, and you said you had to practice uh, songs and stuff like that. Take us through the audition there at Hampton. So we auditioned with seven songs and you get a cut from each song. So a portion of the song, um, you went, we went down to Hampton, my audition was right in the morning at 10 o'clock. Um, had the morning voice, had the grogs. So on the way there, <laughs> we were trying to warm up. Uh, we had seven minutes to warm up because there were seven songs and you'd sing about a minute each. Okay. Um, and when the audition came around, I drank a little water, went in there, met my judges. There's three. You get a starting pitch and the rest was just you. No piano. No piano. You'd get your music but you basically had it memorized by then. Right. Uh, now, are you the only one auditioning at that time? I mean, there's no other people. It's you and the judges. Just me and the judges. Okay. Uh, there's group auditions, but we didn't have a four-part uh, audition because we didn't have any ladies try out. Sure. But, yeah, it was just me and the judges. Uh, I was listening to it as I sang, and I was like, oh, I messed up there. But oh. it kept going. Oh, I messed up there. Kept going. <laughs> And I got through it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to make it because I messed up so many times. But then came, uh, after everybody had gone through, they have recalls. Okay. And I was one of the recalls, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I get a second chance. So recalls are good or recalls are? Recalls are great. Okay. Um, Not a lot of soloists, like a solo audition when it's just you, get to go through on the first try. They usually recall you. Okay. So I wasn't. Super surprised that I didn't see my name the first time when they send uh, the first list of people out who just make it, and they're usually in groups. Uh, the recalls is where the nerves kick in, and you're like, okay, now I have a second chance. I have to nail it this time. You get a whole new cut of the song, uh, and you don't know about it prior. You learn about it right when you get recalled. Oh, wow. So you have to go in, and it's five songs this time, so it doesn't take as long. And You get five minutes to warm up. And then they have you stand in a line. Um, I was the fourth in line, so I had to go fourth. And so now you're with other people. Yeah. Doing the second recall. Second recall. You're singing in line. with the, I mean, not you're all together, solo. but yeah. But they can hear you and yes. you can hear everybody else. Uh, sort of. So you're lined up in the hall. Okay. And they take okay. you into a room and it's not a very soundproof room. Okay. But <laughs> so everybody would have their ears up against the door, especially the instructors trying to see how it went. Sure. And then you watch people go through with their heads down. It's like, oh, my gosh, I messed up again. <laughs> and it really just gets your emotions going like, oh, my gosh. I was going to say, I'd hate to be the last person in that yeah. line. Well, and you said you were. So how many people got the second recall that you think? Fifteen. Fifteen total. Fifteen total were recalled. And, and you were fourth? Seven were put back in like they made it to only seven out of the 15 seven out of 15 state. and you were the fourth one in that line in that to line. go yeah it's randomized but i got lucky sure to go early if i was last i would 
probably <laughs> die of nerves. <laughs> okay, so you had the you so you did the second recall. You did the five minutes. Mm-hmm. Then now becomes the waiting game again. Yes, and that's just the worst part. We tried uh, passing time by playing frisbee golf around the school with little throwing cards. Me and <laughs> me and Jacob Gibbs. <laughs> but yeah, we were like, oh my gosh, I hope we get get this now. Um, and when the list came out, I was at the bottom of the list and it was covered up by a lady standing there so I was like I looked at it I was like oh man I didn't make it and then Miss Ben Scooter like tilted a little bit it was like oh my gosh oh my gosh he made it and then I was like no I didn't no I didn't then I had to go look over for myself and it was just a rush of emotions I really couldn't say anything because I was like oh wow this just happened and we took some pictures well and I think the pictures on social media now that you have revealed the story goes right along with those pictures because you were like, you know, like, Oh my God, look, my name is here. Oh yeah. my God. You're like, you were, you know, kind of surprised or like, you know, in disbelief that yes, my name is here. It You're- was incredible. It was just such an experiment experience. And I just hope a lot of people from the school start trying out some more right? and just giving it their all, you know? Yep. And so now you, you said you go down, I think you guys leave tomorrow Yep. evening or afternoon or whatever. Two o'clock. And then start our practices. Practice. Now this is all state. So all it, state. from the entire other auditions happened yep. in other regions and now you guys are all coming together. Yep. Uh, this is the whole, whole state of all state participants who made it that it's, you know, I went to a camp with all staters and just the voices that are there are incredible. Yeah. We got to sing in the Wartburg Chapel, and if you've ever oh, been yeah. there, it has the best acoustics I've ever seen in my life. Um, and our even our warm-ups, it just gave me goosebumps every time people mo- open their mouths. Yeah. It was crazy. Was that where Marley? Uh, well, they do the Newman Center, okay. um, Newman Auditorium, but they do also do some performances in the chapel and uh, like a Sunday service mm-hmm. when we hear the choir or anybody, it, it is definitely worth going whenever they perform. I mean, it, it, Cole is 100% correct. It is. It's amazing. So uh, one last question here on the, how many do you think auditioned and how many are actually selected? If you had to guess from, from the Hampton site. From the Hampton site? Yeah. I'd have to say. Or do you know the entire number? I, I have a guess. I think I know the exact number who made it. Yeah. But I'm not. Totally sure. Um, so I'd have to estimate about two hundred plus tried out, and there is a fifteen or the seven recalls, and they gave. I think they put in twenty two from that site, and then like fifty plus total bases, base twos for that section. Um, and so you're auditioning was, for a certain. Yeah, I was base two. I wasn't okay. I guess I didn't even realize that. I okay. So there are different. Yep, base. It goes lowest to highest is base two, base one, tenor two, tenor one, alto two, alto one, and soprano two, soprano one. So it's an eight part. Okay. Um, I was a low guy. I really shouldn't have been. I don't know why, but I guess I. Well, it worked out. It worked out. It could have been a baritone, but <laughs> that's fine. Okay. So you, it was tough. Yeah. It's it's tough it was, to it's tough to get this honor. It is crazy. the uh, The odds of making it are unbelievable. Right. Oh, that's very cool. That very is cool. cool. So, just 
out of curiosity here, do you prefer acting or singing? Like if you could do one or the other, which one would you? Mm. I'm, if you don't know me, I'm pretty dramatic guy, but I don't think I'd be able to do anything without singing. Uh, so I'd have to say singing because, you know, showmanship a little bit in that too. Right. D- but acting is really fun. I can't say that's, it's a really close run. I, it's hard to make right. Like a 1A, 1B kind of thing? Yeah. Like a musical type situation is perfect then, yes. I mean, because yeah. it's kind of a little, a nice blend of both. Yes. Yeah. So if you if we told you you can only do one, musical or a play, musical, musical would, be the, would be, be the first choice. Yes. But you would not scoff at the play if you were asked to. No. Be a, <laughs> be I didn't think so either. Did you, were you, we have had this conversation, but. Were you in musicals or plays? No, I wasn't. And we talked about this, I think, last week. I just, it was in the middle of, we had three different Oh, that's right. Teachers, you guys had a big turnover, didn't you? And I, it was really, it was uncomfortable. So yeah. we just kind of. I would have. Yeah. I, 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 I wish somebody, I, I wish somebody would have. Maybe I never, I would never touch that stage. Oh my God. I'd be so, I, again, that's why I have appreciation for anybody that can do that because, oh my gosh. I, yeah. <laughs> so it's good stuff. Do you have a favorite professional musical? Like if a Broadway show you'd love to see, or you Broadway show that I'd love to see. Um, you know, I've never seen the whole thing, but from what because I don't have a lot of time to watch things, um, is Les Mis, Les Mis, or um, Lord of La Mancha. There's some classics. Um, I watched Lord of the La Mancha. It's the best thing ever. It's so funny. And Lame <laughs> is, is he's, it's got some great voices, some great songs. I usually have a Lame is song stuck in my head throughout the day more than any other song. So I'd probably want to see that one first. Very good. Very good. We had, and now that you mentioned that, when I worked at the Savory Hotel there down in Des Moines, we had a production come through. And I want to say it might have been lame is those people were very tough to work with. Let's just put it that way. The hotel business. I mean, it was, they meant business mm-hmm. and it was, uh, <laughs> that's one thing I remember from, from that group. And it was a big group too. I can't remember what exact musical, but man, it was, uh, yeah, they were there for like a week. Felt like a week too long, but, <laughs> but, uh, they, they were very good at what they were doing. Very good at what they were doing, and I've never seen one. I, I know I haven't either. I've I haven't never. E- so it, it, I need to broaden my horizons. Does uh, I, I think all Disney movies? Do you think Disney movies should be musicals? Should yes. should, should it be considered a musical? A musical? Um, we had this discussion at I don't know who with, but we Disney I, would not be Disney without the music, but. And you can listen to the music by itself. Like in a musical, if you take parts of it out, you can listen to it, but you know you have to have the whole storyline right. with it to make all the sense. But with Disney songs, you can take just pieces out of it, and it you can listen to it on your phone, like right. in the car, and it makes perfect sense. So to say that Disney's... I think there should a be a musical, disclaimer. Yeah. Like, like it should be... and. It's kind of like Phineas and Ferb. You can't call Phineas and Ferb a musical, but they had a song in every single episode. So, is Grease a musical? 
I am not sure on that. I could. I would say musical. I, I, would, I would say, say yes. Yeah. I would say musical on that one. Yeah, I'm not sure how many I've actually seen besides that one. Yeah, I would count that. I would love to I go mean, to in a, my a live one, mm-hmm. In my professional law opinion. Yeah, I've never been one. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> All right, so Cole, you ready for the random question of the day? Oh, yeah. Uh-oh, okay. here we go. Here's a two-parter. Okay, Thanksgiving time or holiday time, this is an argument that we have in our family often. Do you prefer ham or turkey? Definitely ham. So even at Thanksgiving? Yes. Okay. All right. That's... You said that pretty emphatically. Yeah. Yes. I don't I don't really like turkey. I, it always ends up dry for me. Do you have both? Yes, usually. Okay, but you prefer ham. I prefer ham. I like the honey glazed ham. Can't go wrong there, but. True. All right. So the second part is, what is the best Thanksgiving dessert? Pumpkin pie. Well, very emphatic Any again. fixings with it or just? If you want, you can have whipped cream, but pumpkin pie is my favorite dessert of all time. So, Oh, oh okay. regardless of yeah. holiday, huh? Do you guys make your own? Yes. Okay, because I know there are a lot of cheaters out there that are like, stop uh, at You just called or... out a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, uh, my gosh. My sister uh, at our oh. last holiday oh, event stopped at, I, I think it was Perkins, and <laughs> bought like three pies. Those are good, though. They're really good, but it's cheating still. I mean, she didn't make them. But somebody did, though. But she didn't is the key <laughs> okay, there. Okay, so would you rather have a good pumpkin pie or would you rather have a pumpkin pie not so good? Oh, here's the deal. I don't care that she didn't make them. I'm just saying she didn't. Was she taking credit for it? Kind of like the big salad? <laughs> no. I, yeah, the big salad. <laughs> no. She's, she was... So why I do mean, you they care? Were st- they were still in the box. I just, it's a, it's a thing. She I wasn't give, selling them off like they were hers. I give she credit put it to the, in her own dish. No, it was still a, it, the Perkins. See, I, see, Here's the thing. If I, I feel like the people who make their own deserve more credit. That's all I'm trying to say. Like, if well, you make I, I a good, 100% agree with that. If you make a good pie and, and you can do it consistently, all right, you are the person. What if she can't make a good pie? My mom That's has fine. to practice with pies most of the time and I love it. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> like three days in advance, she'd made like three pies, and then, like, oh, no, they wept. So there's like a little dew on top. Not good. All right. This one's not for Thanksgiving. Try again. And it's the, it's the best time and ever. And you're the, you're the benefactor? Yes. Do you like rhubarb pie? Uh, you know, I've had it once. It wasn't as good as pumpkin pie, but it's good. Yeah. It's definitely different. I did not expect that from a vegetable at all. If rhubarb's a vegetable, I'm sure it is. Uh, rhubarb should be run over, should be mowed yes. over. I agree with you. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, 100%. yes. I got in big trouble at one of my houses. Uh, we lived in Hudson, had a huge rhubarb in the back, and I mowed that sucker mm-hmm. over. And I. You heard from it. Oh, my God. I got roasted. <laughs> was it your neighbor's patch? Or? No, no, no. It was ours, but somebody that came over to our house loved rhubarb. And they're like, we would have taken that. I said, I mowed it over, man. It was a weed. <laughs> I agree. Unwanted plant. So. It's just too bitter. All right. So. Well, what about you? Me? So I love turkey. I, I, I like turkey, And too. honestly, I turkey hunt. A lot of times we'll eat the turkey that I harvest. Um, otherwise, we'll go out and get a butterball and and enjoy that bad boy. But I do like sometimes having a ham at different times. But Thanksgiving is definitely turkey time for me and Christmas usually. And your dessert? My dessert, I so I love pecan pie. Pecan pie is my, oh, wow. is my favorite. Or lemon meringue. 
Those two mm. right there. Yeah, those are not my favorites. Definitely not lemon meringue. I do like a little pumpkin pie with my whipped cream, though. How about you? Yes, I'm, I'm a turkey guy, and I do. I really enjoy pumpkin pie. I don't know if it's my favorite dessert, but the holiday, or Thanksgiving, it is definitely. And I cover that bad boy with with the old uh, whipped cream. Oh, yeah. You, like, oh, pile yeah. it up. Oh, yeah. 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 Exactly. Each bite has a. Yep. You have to. Yes. If you're going to put it on there, you have yep. to cover it. God, those crusts are so good. Mm-hmm. Like the bottom. Mm. Very good. That's going to happen here another week, right? <laughs> you're right. Coming right up. Sweet. All right, Cole. So thank you so much for making the time, first of all, to swing in and talk to us. And just congratulations on everything that you've been involved in lately. And best of luck uh, moving forward. Thank you so much. You got it, bud. Dyke New Hartford Booster Club is established as a support group to encourage parent and community participation and to raise funds to enhance and expand the academic, social, and athletic programs that are available to each individual student at Dyke New Hartford Schools. The Booster Club feels strongly that parent and community involvement during the school year can be a key to the success of our students here at DNH. Please consider helping our students by becoming a member. Our Booster Club website can be found under the Parent and Community tab on the DNH homepage. Thank you for your support and roll blue. Wolverine Nation, that does it for another episode of DNH Loose Change. It was a fun one tonight. Cole Graves stopped in, talked about the 476 things that he's involved in. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with you, and, and we probably should have expanded on a bit more, but I mean, he took advantage of opportunities at the high school level and even junior high level, and um, also shows you that you can do both sides of it. You can be on you know, the athletic side and the fine arts side, you know, academics, all that kind of stuff. You don't, you know, don't pigeonhole yourself into one or the other. Um, take advantage of every opportunity. If you want to try it, try it. We probably could have expanded quite a bit on a lot of the questions we asked right. asked him. But, you know, time being an issue, we wanted to make sure we didn't, we respected him as well. Right. But there were so many things we could have asked him about in regards to any of the things that he was yeah. involved in. Um, so we do appreciate ma- him making that time for us as a senior. It's a very, very busy time. And Mr. Stockdale coming in to, to talk to us about everything that's happening around Dyke New Hartford. We appreciate that as well because he too is a pretty busy guy. And, um, with the superintendent hat and everything else going on, it's for him to take time, uh, to be here. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that as well. Yeah. He's every, every single night, he's probably pretty much doing something. So, um, when he comes here, he's taken away from his family. So we appreciate uh, what he does. And I, I think the other thing I appreciate him is his willingness to come on here and talk about, you know, the topics that are up there and, and, you know, be able to explain why he does certain things or why it's, you know, this decision was made. And, you know, he's always talked about transparency and, you know, and, you know, once again, coming on here and, and answering the questions or, you know, talking about, you know, the hot topics is, you know, 
kudos to him. Yeah, and sometimes they're tough to talk about too. I mean, right. just like the, and I wasn't trying to put him on the spot by any means, but talking about the parking situation and things right. like that, it's always a, uh, you know, it's a task. So we appreciate that. Yep. And uh, to kind of, you know, go along with what Justin said as well here, um, the first pitch is going to go out to all the all the people involved right now to make Dyke New Hartford what it is. Teachers, um, you're dealing with a lot between illness and everything else, wrapping up trimester, you're balancing family lives, uh, your students' lives. You guys deserve the first pitch. You have all um, risen up to the challenge and put yourself second and everybody else first. And we really appreciate you. And as a teacher myself and Travis has been in that role, you know, we, we can't thank you enough for everything that you're doing for the kids and uh, really, really appreciate it. Yeah. You get, you get as a uh, teacher, you get in that routine of, you know, what you expect, you know, and how you want your classroom run. And this is how you want things going. And this is, you know, the attention getters for the students and whatnot. And, you know, now, just even today, there's K&W electric workers all up and down through the halls, you know, changing lights out, doing whatever, you know, being in this spot, being in that spot, being in this classroom. Um, yesterday or today, I can't remember which one it was, but I was down in the gym uh, filling up my water bottle and, and uh, watching Coach Reingart try to have class, and he's got a scaffolding over here, you know, on the side of his, on the gym, and, you know, there's workers up in the bleachers, you know, and he's trying to keep students' attention, and uh, it's, it, you know, as Mr. Stockdale said, it it, it's, it, it wears on you. I mean, and it's it, it's just stuff, more things on top of what you already want to try to accomplish for the I day. Think, I think if you were to look in the classroom to, even in a normal year at a normal time, and you would join in and you would realize that the actual teaching of children is only about 50% of what teachers are responsible for. I mean, there's so much paperwork, so much paperwork that goes into, but whether it's planning, correcting, and then you obviously have things that you need to fill out for the school, for families, things like that, that people don't see. Um, And that, to me, that's what takes a toll. Right. Um, Professional development. I mean, yeah. If you go into teaching just only to, to to be with kids, that's fantastic. But you have to understand that there's a lot oh, yeah. more that goes into it. And um, I think that was probably my biggest shock, honestly, when I left college, you know, nine short years ago. So. Right. Well, and, and rightly so, just because, you know, student teaching is more focused on, you know, the kids and, and how you, uh, you know, run a classroom, classroom management, stuff like that. You don't really get behind the scenes you know, all the other things that go with it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, oh, oh, we had to do this. We got, this is, you know, this has to be done. And, you know, if you're an elementary teacher, well, you got these tests and, you know, you got to meet these standards and stuff like that. Junior high, same thing. There's, there's certain a lot tests. Of pre- and, there's a lot of pressure to, to meet. Yeah, there's different. a lot of things going on besides you hit it. You just nailed it perfect, but more than just teaching the students. So, so um, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, the teachers, I think have done an amazing job and the staff uh, as far as this first trimester um, of the school year. So we hope everyone uh, has a fantastic Thanksgiving weekend um, or week. We, I would guess probably we won't be on the air next week with uh, the holidays Yeah, um, would would be my guess, but we'll always talk about it and yep. see, see yep. what happens. Yeah, one drops and one drops, but yep. 
Um, in the meantime, thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, sure as God made green apples, we will be back very, very soon.